Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. Today we're going to continue to listen to a talk given by Erica Simpson to a group of ladies in the fall of 2019. This talk is called My Time is Your Time, and today we really get into some practical tips and organizational ideas that Erica has, and that she's going to share with us things that she does every day. I love Erica's real-life examples and her honesty. It's actually really comforting to know that she doesn't have it all together and some of her things she's still working on. But regardless, I love that Erica points us to Christ. Well, it would be really easy to just hunker down and say it's all about me and my kids and my husband and I'm just going to throw up everything I have into that. But... Um, That's not how God works. The amazing thing about God is that the more you um, use the gifts he's given you and you minister in the ways that he's allowed for you, the more fruit comes from it, the more you grow. Um, So I would say minister with your family and your husband wherever you can. Um, this ministry should bleed into your motherhood, should bleed into your marriage and be part of your life. So we do a backyard Bible club every summer. We've done it for 15 years. There have been so many years I've been like, okay, I don't think we're doing backyard Bible club. My kids are like, no, we have to do backyard Bible club. And so it's something they've been a part of forever and they motivate me to keep doing it. So Look for things like that that you can do with your children. If you're going to take a meal to someone, bring your kids with you so they can see the joy that the people see when they receive it or you get when you um, do it. So um, just look for ways that you can serve as a family or as a mom with your kids. It doesn't have to be separate all the time. There are situations that it will be separate, but um, look for the times that you can do it together. And then um, be prayerful. So every, um, I'm going to move into this on the next point too, but not every assignment is for you. Um, Last year, I was um, going through really difficult times in our family. And um, I couldn't attend a lot of the things that I used to go to. It was very difficult. I I felt really fragile. And um, yet I wanted to still serve in some way. And so I had prayed about it. And um, I thought I wanted my kids to come to Kid to Kid, but I didn't think I could participate in Mom to Mom. Someone asked if I'd do Kid to Kid. I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I want to do. And so I got to serve with the kids. And I um, want to say that God blessed me tremendously through that year. And your kids ministered to me more than I ever ministered to them. So that was the right assignment. God called me to do that last year. And it was okay that I said no to something else because he had something different for me. Now then I was thinking this year, okay, I, I'm seeing other areas of opportunity. What do I do? Um, when I was talking to someone about Kids Kid, the role was filled. And I was like, okay, it really was for that year. I was supposed to be there last year. So be prayerful about what God wants you to do in ministry. Everything is not for you to do, but some things are. So pay attention and see where you may be led to do that. Um, So then moving into margin. Margin is like the space on the white 
of the paper. Remember when you're in school, leave a one-inch margin. Um, you need some white space in your life. It would be so easy for us to say yes to everything and to be completely maxed out. Um, but busyness is not godliness. And so if you are taking on more than you should, um, and everything you do is with a clenched jaw and a clenched fist. I'm being a mom, I'm being a wife, and get in the van, which happens. <laughs> but um, if it's always like that, you may need to look at your life and say, okay, am I doing more than I'm being called to do? You're never, you're always being called to be a mom and a wife. And if those things are continually suffering because you've overcommitted everywhere else, then you may need to draw back. And um, I want to be careful, though. The flip side is that I don't want to give anything. I don't have any time to give. So really, when I say pray about it, I mean that. God will show you um, based on that. Then just be looking for the eternal impact. Wherever you are serving, um, look for where can you be doing eternal things. There was a season where I was really working hard for our PTO, and I was stressed out with some Christmas craft projects. And I went that night, and they really didn't need my crummy project. And I thought, wow, I just put my family through the ringer to get here. And it really became a heart check of why am I doing this? And I think I was doing it for the approval of man. Um, they didn't need me at the PTO meeting. Some do. But in this case, I was not needed there. Um, how could I make an eternal impact? What could I do that might have more significant weight? Um, so I contribute and try to be helpful wherever I can. But um, I am always looking for something eternal out of it, that I'm not just giving away all of my time for the approval of man. So be thinking about what would God have you do? And um, finally, just to be percolating something. Um, what I mean by that, um, this is just rest in a way. Things that might restore you, something that might bring you um, joy. Maybe you like to bake. Maybe you like to knit. Um, if your life is so full that you have no room for things that are restorative, um, you might want to examine that. Of course, we know God has given us a day of rest on Sunday, and often those can be very busy as well. So just, I think, be growing something for the future. Um, be planting seeds for the future that are restful and worshipful. Um, okay. So now we're kind of to the manager role. And um, I just want to share some tips that have been helpful to me through the years. And I don't even know what's on your paper. Some of it might have changed. But uh, the first is just a calendar. Um, whatever you do, I'm sure you have calendars. I would encourage you to use your calendar. Um, one thing we've learned as our kids have gotten older, like we might be having Christmas at 2 o'clock on the 23rd, and my oldest son didn't know about it. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't remember. We need to tell you that um, because he doesn't live with us anymore. So we needed ways to communicate. So Google Calendar, as sterile as it seems, is what we use. All of my kids have a calendar, their own calendar and color. And um, so when they have a doctor's appointment, I put it in that color. Um, I have given them all access to everyone's calendar. 
nobody wants that except our moms want that. My mom and my in-laws mom, my mom looks at it like a Facebook feed. She's like, oh, you got a lot going on today. <laughs> so, um, but it's so easy because then they can see like, oh yeah, Jack has a football game on Thursday. I think we can make that. It's very helpful and it cuts down on all my communication. I'm just like, go to the calendar. Um, and I want to talk to you in person, but you don't have to text me about it and I don't have to get back to them. Um, I also have a calendar for menus where if I'm signing up to feed the band Slappy Joe's this Friday, then I put it on there and it's my own little calendar, but I get a notification and I know what I've signed up to make food for something. Um, so you can do that for all kinds of things, any kind of special activity you have. Um, so my long-term planning I do on Google Calendar and then I use a paper calendar for um, my weekly goals and monthly goals. And I use a bullet journal. You can use all kinds of things. Sarah Light has a beautiful calendar that's launched. You can get it on sale today. I'll give her a plug. Um, <laughs> Soul planners. I'm tempted to get one. Um, and then I personally like to number my weeks. So I like to know where I am in the year. Um, I don't know what week it is. I'm really in a whirlwind this season. But um, I like to know that it's the 40th week out of 50 to. And that keeps me on track. Like, oh, my goals. I never even touched that. And it just kind of motivates me. So you can take that for what it is. Um, I plan every Monday. I sit down and try to get my week mapped out. For me, this also includes meal planning. And um, I like mostly plan for Monday through Friday. And then we kind of wing it on the weekends, though I make a big meal on Sunday so our kids can, I entice them with food um, to come home. Um, anyways, uh, one thing that helped me for a good season was a meal matrix or something like a grid. So every Monday night we had chicken, every, uh, something, some variety of chicken. Every Tuesday was beef and Wednesday was pasta and Thursday was a crock pot meal because I had busy day that day and Friday we always did pizza or breakfast. So that was awesome. It took a lot. I like a little creativity in my planning, but, um, it was just, I knew that it gave me some tracks to run on. Ask yourself, uh, for me, it helps to have dinner in motion by 3 p.m. So I like not worrying about what are we going to eat for dinner. So I already know if I planned it on Monday, I have taken the meat out in the morning or I have, you know, done some prep work. But I have to really have it in motion before 3 o'clock if it's going to get ready and done for when people need it. And one question you can ask is, what can I do now when you have a little free time to make dinner easier later? So maybe you can fill up the pot of water, or put the pasta on the stove. Maybe you can, you know, little steps that get you closer to the finished product along the way when you have the time. Um, freezer cooking is awesome. Prep days on Monday, hard boil your eggs, cook your chicken, do all that stuff. There is an um, excellent vlogger. Her name is Jay Morrell Stewart. She is Southern. Have any of you heard of her or follow her? She's excellent. And I was really in a dry spell with cooking and she totally just re-inspired me. So um, Jay Morrell Stewart, if anyone wants that, I can share it later too. Um, I use technology. I have tried Instacart this year. Um, so I used to go to Aldi's every two weeks 
but I have three little kids that displace all of the groceries that I need for a family of 11. And so I was going two times through Aldi's and it was exhausting. And I'm like, you know what? It's worth a hundred dollars to me to do Instacart. <laughs> so I'm giving it a try this year and they shop at Aldi's and deliver it to my house. It's amazing. Um, but you have Walmart is free if you spend $30, Kroger's $5. Another thing I would say, if you haven't tried the scanners at Kroger, I highly recommend them. You go through the store while you're shopping and scan your items, put them in your cart, then you go to the self-checkout, and they have a UPC bar right on the um, checkout screen. You scan the screen, and everything comes up. You don't have to unload it. You don't have to do anything. You can grab some bags and go right to your car. It's amazing. So I encourage you, use technology if it makes your life faster. <laughs> um, okay, want to talk about laundry just real quick. Um, <clears throat> Dee Binger was a, a gal who came to this church years ago, and I think she shared this tip for laundry that, okay, so I had three boys at the beginning, and... Um, the tip was that you take a Sharpie along the collar seam of your shirts or your clothes, and for the oldest child, you put one dot, and for the second child, you put two dots, and the third child, you put three dots. So when Luke was done with the shirt and Gabe wanted it, I added two dots, and it suddenly became Gabe's, and I knew that that was to go in his pile. So um, that might be helpful to some of you. I didn't have to do that for a long while, but I have a pack of little girls at the end, and so I'm back to dotting our clothes. Um, all of our kids have like a laundry basket with their name on it. Back when our system flowed really well, I would have them bring their hamper. Every room had a hamper. Bring your hamper down on Tuesday, girls, and I'll do your laundry and fold it and put it in your basket with your name on it. You need to put it away on Wednesday. So it'd be like a 24-hour turnaround for that. Put it away on Wednesday. Give me your empty basket so I know you did it. And then the next day, so Wednesday, Drew and Jack would bring their hamper and so forth. You get the idea. Now, what has happened now is that my older kids do their laundry. And they take my clothes, which aren't fully done, and put them in a basket. And then they sit there and get moldy. So we have a real problem in our laundry room right now. So don't take any advice from me on that. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see, chores with kids. I We've tried all kinds of things. The real bottom line is that you got to do it. So whether you make it fun or not, you still got to do it. We've tried all kinds of systems. Um, and I would say they're very motivating. They, they're like great for regrouping and getting some stuff done. And they all run their course. So, but I would say keep trying them. Keep coming up with new fun things because the work still has to get done. Um, but don't give up on them if you find them fun. Um, like we have an ongoing prize box, so when I'm depleted, I'm like, okay, we're, everybody can pick from the prize box if we get all our work done today, you know. But really, we have like a whiteboard, and I just, on Saturday, we do chores, and everybody has some stuff to do through the week. They need to pick up after themselves and unload the dishwasher, little things. Um, our kids get paid to mow the lawn or wash the van, clean the van out. But everything else is just being a part of our family, so... I did teach my boys to clean the bathrooms. Um, since they were the biggest offenders, I always put them in charge of bathrooms. So um, I want them to know what a clean toilet looks like. Um, so then um, our leather business is, is not a substitute for work at the house, even though it's harder as my kids have gotten older to keep things 
keep them engaged because their schedules are very hectic. Um, but we have a lot of room for growth here. And um, just some organizational tips. I have found we have a, a relatively small house for the number of people that live in it. Um, so our space is limited. So I will... Um, I have three boxes, big boxes for Christmas decorations, and I'm never buying a fourth. We have three boxes, and if it doesn't fit in those, then I have to get rid of stuff. So that's kind of my mentality at home. Like, if things are overflowing, then, of course, I need to purge, but they have some limitations. Um, school papers, as my kids, I didn't, I didn't start doing this till a few years ago, but I just give every kid a folder. Of course, if you homeschool, you have a whole different system, but mine go to school, so I just have a folder at the beginning of the year. I don't, I hardly keep any papers anymore, because I have boxes for my older kids that are just mildewed now, <laughs> so... I try to pick a few special things. I take pictures of their art projects, and then I have labeled third grade Drew, this teacher, you know, and then I put it in a box. And there is sufficient for me to keep that. Um, okay, so that is, I hope there's something that you could take that you could apply in your own life. Maybe, um, maybe a lot, maybe one thing. was a great way to end our first season of Unshaken. Erica gave us so many practical tips and I can tell you she is a really busy lady. I hope you were able to grab just a few to try out, I know I did, as we jump back in full swing to the fall. Now we here at Unshaken are going to take a little break for a couple of weeks. But we'll be back the first Thursday in October, so mark your calendars. But here's a little tip from me, a podcast lover. I listen to all kinds of podcasts and love them. I listen to podcasts about history and about organizing your house and biographical ones that people talk about their life. But my favorite ones are spiritual ones that point me to Christ. And you know what's the one thing that I love to do when I hear a podcast that's really impactful? I will listen to it a second time with a notebook and pen in hand and begin to write down and journal the things that are impactful to me. Plus, it's just amazing to me how I can listen to the same podcast and I hear something new or something different sticks out to me a second time around. So maybe you could use this next week to listen to some of them again. We'd love to have you back when we start on first Thursday in October. Why don't you also check out our Facebook page called The Unshaken Podcast and comment on some of the topics you would love to hear in one of our podcasts. Remember though, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.